You are about to enter into a new world of knowledge, curiosities, and high strangeness. This is a podcast of Straight Up Strange Productions. Welcome to episode 65 of Spellcast. I'm your host, Courtney, and this is my co-host, Andrael. Greetings, friends. It's Witch History Month, and we are going to talk about just that. So, without further ado, uh, Courtney. Yes, so I'm going to spearhead this one. Yes, so welcome to the season of The Witch, everybody. I'm sure you saw it on Instagram. And we kicked off October with our friends in the last episode talking about the uh, Ghost Squad New York. So I hope you guys all got a chance to listen to that. Um, And now this is our first episode talking about witch trials. So uh, there's always that bittersweet moment talking about witch trials because um, while a fascinating piece of history, it's extremely sad. Uh, So I felt it was important to talk about different kinds of witch trials, especially ones that we don't really hear about a lot. Um, Salem is important, and uh, you guys can let me know because I haven't finished episodes for the end of the month yet. So if you really want to hear about them, I would I would be fine with doing that. Um, but I also felt like, again, the uh, lesser-known ones is important to highlight. Uh, there will be one from a local by us, and but this one today, we're going to do the North Berwick Witch Trials from Scotland uh, between 1590 and 1592. And there were about... 70 people that were implicated as witches. Uh, Some of the people that were named were Agnes Sampson, Agnes Thompson, Dr. Fian, Barbara Napier, John Cunningham, and Effie McClellan. So now there were a lot of different reasons for this. Um, Not to interrupt hmm? you, I think it's McCalin. Oh, McCalin. Oh, McCalin. Sorry. Can't even read my own writing. Um, so, yes, I do need notes for this one because it's a lot of history. Uh, and while a history major, there's a lot of dates and stuff. For those uh, of you who don't know how to make a podcast, you want to <laughs> have, have bullet points. We still talk about this, even though that one bad review was a long time ago. We got to let that go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so, these accusations were spurred by Gilius Duncan. So, uh, well, and what I mean by that is that the, that was the first person accused of being a witch in 1589. Um, now... She was a maidservant, um, and she was accused by her employer after he witnessed her skill in curing the ill, which he deemed unnaturally mir- miraculous. So, I guess screw her for being a healing woman. Okay. Yeah. It's really in- <laughs> it's really interesting. She did because, something nice. Yeah. Screw her. It's always really interesting to me. It's just like, you know, like, Jesus Christ, like, raised... So they say, like, don't do necromancy. You know, it, it, at least from... So from a, a, a Christian perspective at the time, um, a, that was the fuel behind witch trials, it's interesting to me because they say in the Bible, you know, in the Bible, no necromancy, but like Jesus literally was like, come out of the cave, Lazarus. And then he came out of the cave and he wasn't dead. The, that was, that's necromancy. That's, that's ne- 
necrokinesis, necro, all anything that was necro that was. So you well, know he does it. Though. It will he well yeah, that that except that. <laughs> Don't necro. say all things necro. Gets weird. You know that actually begs a really interesting question to me. Mm. If you bring someone back to life, but like they're normal, they're like not like are they considered undead? And also, is that considered necrophilia even if you're a totally normal person? I guess that depends on your realm of reality and whether you think it's possible that someone could come actually back to life and not just be a reanimated version of themselves, like Full Metal Alchemist when they get the mom gets all like weird. That's what I think is more quote-unquote realistic to happen yeah in pet cemetery but i feel like if you could somehow make them come back in their original body and it hasn't decayed and somehow well, reverse that like then necros implies that the corpse is rotting or the body is rotting or like the it has tissue to be dead. Is dead yeah it's very so interesting if the person's alive i guess not yeah it begs the question how many doctors have that you know claire you know the fibrillator and brought somebody back to life and how many people make love to those people and Oh. Necrophilia. We're, no, we're, I think the person has to be actively dead. If, well, actively dead. That's a weird saying. Active, but <laughs> dead ox, Currently, oxy, at that moment, dead. Actively not living. So not actively not living. Yeah. Very <laughs> not active, actively living. Very Here. double negative oxymoronical. <laughs> but uh, oh, oxymoronic, rather. Um, yeah. So, um, oh, yeah, and so I totally that, forgot to say this in the beginning, by the way. Mm-hmm. Um the way we're kind of going to do this episode is uh, it's going to be very, like, reactionary. So, uh, you know, Andreel is going to be responding and kind of be, I would say, the audience I'm, for you, the interactive part of this episode, while I do a lot of the information. <laughs> I'm more of the, I'm more of the, uh, the social, well, the, <laughs> the social commentary of everything going on right now. Because mm-hmm. she primarily did her research on this particular background. Um, I have not had the time to keep up with her in this particular story. Because yeah, I'm the history nerd, so. <laughs> what do you the history? I'm the history. We're well, both, we're both history. history nerds. But, but, I mean, in this instance, I was able to do this kind of research versus uh, the other research. Don't act, do. like, don't act like you know this more is like, than me. No, <laughs> that's not what I'm saying. <laughs> no, I'm just saying this is more like scholarly research, I feel like. I know, that's, not what, I know that's what you're not saying because we'd be fighting. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, we don't fight. Um, no fighting up. on this podcast. Um, anyway, um, all jokes aside, uh, yeah, so it was, it's always very interesting that, yes, that Jesus of Nazareth, he brought people back to life or healed them and did all these things, and he was considered the son of God. But other people do these things that are quite in the same uh, ballpark, and they're considered these evil, unnatural things. So it's, Probably because they have no claim to being a child of a deity. Well, yeah, that's, it, it's just so interesting it, it just, to that me. That was his get-out-of-jail-free card. I don't know, man. It's just when women do the same thing, it's just unbelievable. It's- <laughs> yeah, because how could that work? Um, now, her employer, um, the one that accused her, was a deputy bailiff. So that's not going to help her at all. Uh, Gilius was arrested in 1589 and confessed under torture to being a witch and uh, then was executed. Now, uh, she did name other witches, um, and that kind of sparked the whole, like, trials. Because kind of what happens is I feel like when you're under duress and you're under torture, you will absolutely say anything to try to make it stop. So when they throw people under the bus, for lack of a better term, uh, I really highly doubt any of these women had any sort of um, evil about them either. It was just kind of like, oh, we heard this woman's a witch. Is she? And it's like, well, are you going to stop ripping out my thumbnail? Sure. Like, you know? Um, and Gilius was actually tortured with, uh, pillywinks, um, and on her fingers and, uh, binding and winching her head with a cord or a pipe. So that, um, 
That's horrifying. <laughs> um, or sorry, not pipe, rope is what I meant to say. But like a quarter rope um, and winching and just oof, some of these torture devices, man. Um, now, since her uh, accusations after her torture uh, spurred, you know, these the witch trials, the Northburg witch trials. Uh, and of course, they were sanctioned by King James VI because why wouldn't they be? Uh, he loved witch trials. And weird, he had a dark fascination with witchcraft, but to the point that he killed people over it versus, like, say, somebody having an obsession and love over something and doing it to make something better or be scholarly or help people. He did it to hurt people, which is weird because he believed in it. But, like, I don't know. It was weird. So he was a pansy. Let's just say it. He was he was a magical yeah. pansy. Like it's just yeah. He was afraid. And it was also well. It was a combination of fear that's fueled by uh, ignorance. Uh, okay. Well, well, I mean, well, yeah. Well, ear, yeah, fear usually implies ignorance. Um, you know, ignorance, ignorance is not a bad thing. You know, being being a f- you know. Uh, well, f- ignorance and uh, yeah, no. Normally, ignorance isn't. But I would say that he ignorance was ignorant on its own. Ignorant, misplaced ignorance. Uh, that tries to disguise itself as something smart is the most dangerous thing in the world. And that was him, because then he wrote a book. So, um, uh, well, thought he knew what he was talking about? Definitely didn't. Well, that was, uh, that was, was that the King, uh, King that, that was the King James that wrote the, that was, that was the King James yeah. translation. Yeah. Of- of the Bible. So, oh. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's why when you see, like, things that surround witches, like, he had a real problem with, like, witches. So, like, that actually wasn't, the literal thing that was in the uh, it was in the Bible, so it's and then this is hard for people to really like put together and understand. So um, again, you can't you can't condemn a magic user while telling the story about how three magic users found Jesus of Nazareth in the manger by following astrology. Like so, yeah. Um, now. When she was being tortured, her torturers supposedly found devil's marks. So those yeah, are like the weird... marks that he left on her, you piece of garbage. Yeah, so basically like um, they found bruises or beauty marks or whatever they were. People just made it up. I don't know. And then they're like, oh, you see, you have a beauty mark on your lower back. That tram stamp is a devil mark. Um, so <sighs> crazy. Um, and our next person. I just that, realized something. Huh? Totally out of context. What? So if a vampire bites you there, I'm sorry. I just ate a piece of popcorn, friend. <laughs> we haven't eaten. Very professional. Um, yeah, that wasn't bad. Um, if a vampire bites you on your lower back, is that a vamp stamp? <gasps> yes. <laughs> I'm gonna have to say yes. If anyone has a different uh, ruling on that, let us know. For our corny Halloween jokes, come back every week. Um, That's game. Now, now we have to have a corny Halloween joke for every episode. Well, maybe every time I call someone a stupid piece of garbage, which will happen a lot in this. Oh, uh, in yeah, this in the witch trials. Yeah, if you want to hear accused or tortured, and you want to drink to those, uh, we take no responsibility to you getting completely wasted. Uh, be safe, drink responsibly. So uh, the next person uh, in our witch trials here is Agnes Sampson. Uh, A.K.A. the wise wife of Keith. Now, wise wife kind of was a term used back then, kind of like goody, like a good wife or, you know, a wise woman, like someone that's adept at healing. For those of you who know goody garlic. like goody, Yeah, like a- the local one. We did yeah. we did an episode on um, local witch trials like a while ago. 
and we're going to revisit it in a future episode this month to give you some more detail. Um, Good Garlic is also referenced in the two-part news series from News 12 Long Island, which yes. we were part of the Emmy Award-winning story of Beyond the Broomstick by Antoinette Biotti. Yes, yeah, so we'll talk about uh, that because, of course, we can't not talk about which trials had happened where we live. Yeah. So, um, you know, look it up, you know. Shameless promotion of <laughs> RME, yeah. Um, Watch us. <laughs> I really hope because that was away from the mic that it was like echoey in the distance. Um, now, uh, Agnes was a Scottish midwife, an elderly woman. Now, two strikes already. Midwife, elderly woman. You're not doing good, Agnes. Uh, and she was a healer. Third strike, she's out. Uh, she was born uh, in East Lothian Coun- uh, Council in the UK, she died January 28th, 1591, in Royal Mile, Edinburgh. Um, now, she's interesting. So, uh, I did find some primary sources of a pamphlet that talked about her confession. So, I'm going to read a few of those things. And, Andrea, please feel free to interrupt and respond whenever you like. Go um, Now, her instances of witchcraft from this pamphlet called News from Scotland in 1591. So, Agnes Sampson confessed. This is her trial. It happened January 27th, 1591. Start, it says news from Scotland. Yeah. So imagine you get a newspaper that says news from Scotland, but you're in Scotland. <laughs> did, am I the only one that – was this like somewhere else? Like did they get it outside of Scotland? You know what's funny is I didn't I didn't find article, that information. I just kind of took it for what it was. <laughs> is the article called two different things if it's in or outside Scotland? And it's called outside Scotland. Um, <laughs> so – uh, one of the quoted things here says, so foreknowledge by witchcraft of whether sick people would live or die or who was bewitched. So that's what she was accused of knowing people, um, were sick or whether they'd live or die or if they were bewitched because she was a witch. So wait, so what, wait, so you're telling me if it's, if it's very obvious if someone dies, if someone's going to die, if someone's like, you know, bleeding out of their eyeball sockets well, and coughing. I think what they meant I don't is like, yeah, he's going to die. Like, that's... Well, because she was a doctor at this point, like for back in the day or a nurse, oh, she probably could yeah. look and be like, oh, this person's coughing. They probably have TB or something. And someone's like, oh, how could you possibly know they were going to die? I thought they just had a cold. Like and That reinforces the idea, friends, that psychoanalytics, you know, psychology and being a psychic are actually not that different. And they're, they're not mm-hmm. they're certainly not separate. They go hand in hand. Yeah. So. And so, of course, you know, she's a woman with knowledge back in the day. And yeah. she made it to be old, though. She's elderly at this point. So up until now, for some reason, they're totally fine with her being a healer. And then they were like, you know what? No, that's not OK that you're good at your job. Um, be smart, but don't be too smart back then. Exactly. That was pretty much the mantra. And I think, I'm not sure if her husband was alive at the time, so I don't know if maybe she didn't have a man to kind of like, I don't, I'm not saying this to be like sexist or anything, but in that day and age, she didn't have a man to protect her and her reputation. So they usually attack widows because they have no man to back them up. And uh, so I think maybe they were just like, oh, she lived her whole life and got away with it. And then now... Maybe she has no husband, so that's not cool. Um, but I'm not exactly sure, so don't close me on that. Because she is the wise wife of Keith, but I don't know if Keith was alive at that point. Uh, now, Can you imagine being like 90 years old at being named Keith? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't even I know that was a Scottish name. Like yeah, they, uh, they would name someone in Scotland that. Yeah, so I mean, well, actually, 
That's the thing, though, is like for mean- her, <laughs> she died in Edinburgh, but she was born in the UK. So her and her husband could have very well moved. From Let me clarify for all of our listeners who are named Keith or named their kid Keith or did anything <laughs> like that. I'm not saying Keith is a bad name. It just it seems like a name that like you would grow out of. You know what I mean? There are some names that doesn't seem like are like youthful. Well, it's like the same. It's like the opposite. Like oh, there's a, like a baby named like Gertrude. Like, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, it there's always just sounds like an older woman. Something to be said. And if you read like the Poetic Ada, you see like names like this all the time. You see like Guthrin and like uh, Brynhilde. Like it's mm-hmm. it's really interesting to see how the culture and the, and the portrayal and how like we, we evolve around these names. Yeah. Because it just seems like there is someone like... Was there ever a baby version of that? Was there ever an old, like an old guy? We're going to see old men named Corey and Tyler. Like, it's just interesting to me. Yeah. Like, yeah, you don't really think about that. I mean, her name was Agnes, so like also I, sounds like an older person. I feel thing. like when you're older, you just have to, like, change your name to something bearded. Like, <laughs> uh, okay, so her next, uh, the next quote from this is, she obtained foreknowledge from the devil and told Patrick... Porteous that he would live but 11 years so she like predicted his death and that's also not cool apparently um she was told by the devil of the last michael moss storm which oh, i didn't know michael oh. moss was a thing but oh yeah michael moss yeah i didn't know that yeah no, it celebrates mm. uh saint Michael. Ah, well, 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 I would well figure. you know that the angel Michael. Yeah, actually, it's the storm on the feast of Saint Michael. Mm-hmm. So, uh, Michael and there is very soon, I think. And there would be a great destruction both by sea and land. Now, there is a major problem with this because other people also predicted this and talked about this storm. And like, so, were they also in tune with the devil? Yes, like, actually, they get accused too. Yeah, no, it's like a common theme. So just look for it. Uh-huh. Well, this just sounds like that episode of SpongeBob where there's an ever-ending chain of. Mailmen delivering mail to other mailmen. Like, I, because, like, think about it. How do the people writing this know she was talking to the devil unless they, too, were, in fact, talking to the devil? No, because she either confessed it or they just accused her of talking to the devil and they have no actual proof. Yeah, but... They're just like, oh, you know things. The devil knows things. You must if, talk to the devil. But if you're accusing, accusing people of something... It was like, wait, but God knows things too. Like, what if you get it from God? Like, what? No one talked to God. No, they like, just decided it was the devil this time. That's how that works. There's know. no actual rhyme or reason or logic to this. I think we have to go past logic. <laughs> God, man, an axe to the head is looking real good right about now. <laughs> yep. Well, for these people, uh, now she was all, uh, also the healing of John Duncan in Musselburgh of his sickness by her devilish prayers. So John Duncan donuts. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, there's a Dunkin' Donuts in 1591 Scotland. Uh, it's the only one. America runs on John Duncan. Uh, maybe Scotland runs on John Duncan. Uh, now, <laughs> the healing of John Duncan. Um, and apparently, so she healed him with quote-unquote devilish prayers. So I'm not how really How do you know sure. a devilish prayer? Again, that, that goes so, back. Yeah, how, how is do it you not know? a miracle? A devilish prayer, unless you too have spoken to the devil and be like, "Yes, this is a devilish prayer." You know why? Because it's not probably from the Bible. It's probably some other mantra, maybe, or something she had. And they're like, "We don't recognize that Bible quote." And it probably literally is like the next page over, and they're just ignorant and can't read. But like, I don't know. Like, didn't pe- I? Don't God, this is again logic. Not here. God, man. Um, don't think. Don't you think if these people were witches that they would have exterminated all of you? Like, <laughs> like for being so yeah, anno- at this annoyingly point, don't you think stupid. Just like obliterate you um now the curing of the good wife of cameron who had to walk upon crutches after giving birth and that she did this by witchcraft 
So she healed a woman. But not too good, you know. Yeah, no. No, no, no. Don't heal people. That means you're a witch. <laughs> Fun. Now, the fun thing about Agnes here, though, is she decided, I guess, that she was just going down, like, having fun. She was going to party her way to the gallows. I don't know, because her confession is crazy. It's really out there. It's one of the most, honestly, ludicrous things that I've heard from somebody confessing to witchcraft that didn't actually do it, because she's a healer. She is not an evil witch, and I say evil witch because no, like... You have to be a bad person, but you happen to be a witch, which is obviously you're not evil by nature. So she decided to go down with the fight here. And her confession was very colorful and a very detailed story that included a coven of 200 witches that met with the devil in Kirk of North Berwick. And he instructed them to use spells and throw a dead cat in the sea to stop King James's ship. That Remember that storm from Michael Moss? Here we go. Michael, the- Michael Moss. Michael Mas. Mi- mi- Whatever, remember, it's Michael Mas. It's not, Ma- it's not Michael Mas. <laughs> you can say St. Michael. Michael Mas. <laughs> you gotta go to Michael Mas. Like, what are you just... just Michael Mas. Whatever. Just, just the stop. King, like, you the sound g- like Carl. Like, <laughs> the king was the devil's greatest enemy. Oh, the devil don't like King James. Burr, 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 burr. Wait, 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 wait. The king is the devil's greatest enemy? Yes. I thought God was the devil's greatest enemy. Apparently, what, is the king, king better James than God? is better than God. I'm pretty sure anyone but who says he's better than God probably needed to get speared in the old groin. Yeah, it must <laughs> be nice to be king. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Uh, now, of course, you know, you should definitely uh, look out and listen up because I think I bring this back. Uh, this all kind of ties together. These people seem to be in a giant co-conspiracy. Um, but I guess, who knows, maybe they just decided, again, to have fun with it, because they're gonna die anyway, so might as well, again, be remembered for what you did, because Agnes told this ridiculous story and is now in a history book. So I guess she decided, well, if I'm gonna be killed anyway, might as well go down in history as well. Um, now our next witch, or person here, is Dr. John Fian. Uh, he died... In that same, uh, on that same day, actually, there was a lot of witch trials happening uh, on January 27th. So I guess they decided to save money and have the court date in one day. I don't know. So uh, he was a Scottish schoolmaster in Preston Ponds, East Lothian. He was accused of being a sorcerer. Uh, he did confess to a pact with the devil and teaching several witches in North Berwick Kirk. So here is our teacher sorcerer. So all these women and this 200 coven and whatever else, this is our schoolmaster of the witches here. Uh, now, he apparently conspired with Agnes Sampson with the storm. Again, he is involved in this storm that st- was meant to kill King James and also his wife. How did King James die? I don't know, actually. Somebody, did somebody I didn't look that up. Guy, like, did somebody, did somebody just, like, get rid of him? Uh, now, his accusations for John Fian, Dr. John Fian, for bewitching the townsfolk, classic, preaching witchcraft, the good doctor and the good teacher here. That Wait, so wait, how does one, so, so how do they know they're bewitched? Because if you are bewitched, wouldn't you think that, like, you wouldn't know that you're bewitched? And again, what does being bewitched like have to do? Are you like a zombie? Are no, you no, like- bewitching can be very simple. So bewitching can be things like somebody lied when they normally don't. Somebody tripped over nothing. Like it's it's honestly very stupid things that are yeah. 
people being klutzy. Yeah, this is people. This is just prime example. The stupid people scapegoat things, friends. Yeah. If you scapegoat things on other people, if you take out your anger, if you take out your emotions on people, you're garbage. And it that, was. And you don't have to be garbage. You can. It's a very fixable thing. And if you notice, <laughs> it's uh, doctors and healers and teachers and you know, so you know people it's who want to help people. Everybody. It's their intelligent people. The most intelligent people in the town are being accused because. The ignorant townsfolk don't understand their intelligence and what they're doing. Well, yeah, so that and that's and that's why they killed Jesus of Nazareth. That's mm-hmm. why they kill in it, and that's why these entities are like preached as the devil. This is why a devil does not exist, friends, because yeah. it's just like everything that's portrayed as the devil is usually the thing that's helping them. You know, mm-hmm. the medicine, it's the healing, the everything. People are afraid to heal. What they don't know. You know, well, it's they're just afraid of. They're afraid of themselves because healing yourself involves getting to know yourself completely. Oh yeah, the dark side is no fun. Yeah. So, um, whatever, but it's necessary. Good. Whatever, good. Let it keep. Let it keep <laughs> doing this, DC. I care, man. I don't care. He was also, uh, like I said, so Wait, raising, raising storms. Oh, sto- you can't read my handwriting. Oh no. It looks so like raising the storms to sink the fleet of King James the Sixth of Scotland and his wife Anne of Denmark on returning from their wedding celebrations in Oslo. So that's that storm that Agnes was also apparently conspiring with 200 witches to cause as well with the cat it's in like, the ocean. It's like, yeah, because kings were totally, like, full of fidelity in regards to the <laughs> sacred, like, institution of marriage. Get the mm. Also, uh, Dr. Fian was uh, accused of seducing, as by spell, a student's daughter and her mother, a well-practiced witch sabotaged his enchantment and directed it at a cow instead and townsfolk confirmed that a cow would follow him around with seeming infatuation i don't know if this yes because woman's mother was accused of witchcraft but it literally says practice a well-practiced witch but she's fine i mean maybe maybe she got harpooned too i don't know well that's the thing like wait so if animals follow you around, that just what if you're just that just means you're a good god. These people, these, <laughs> you gotta throw the it's whole country away. It's not that you know away. you have <laughs> like, a cow and your you, best friends or anything. We, it's that the cow is clearly madly in well, love with you. The country at the time, friends. Let me be again. Like before, everyone gets up in arms about like something. Oh, I love. Yeah, no. I love. I like. Look, I love Scotland and the English Isles. Like let's. It's never directed at anybody. Right. I'm just. I'm. I'm just. It's all just joking. It's like. Uh, but yes, there's this like this town of people probably should have went in the garbage <laughs> disposal legs first <laughs> like, <laughs> they well you know it's really sad that all of this stuff happens and that again ignorance causes the death of so many people now um the we, innocent always pay the price owed by the damned that one's in my book friends and here it is um, promotion <laughs> so at this point, uh, we will take a little bit of a break, and then we will get back to talking more about John Fian's, uh, Dr. John Fian, sorry, his confession during his trial and his death and his torture. So fun stuff is coming up after this. Are you looking for something new to do this October? The Coven of Armonia Daimonicos presents to you SpellCon. October 19th, you can join us for an amazingly spooky and magical event. It's going to be held at Katie's of Smithtown on Long Island. We will have people from all over the country coming to provide you guys with some magical divination. We're going to be having lots of vendors and really amazing performers as well. Yes, performances by the international singer Stefano Andreotti and the Black Sam Bellamy Band 
are among a few, along with some of our other favorite podcasters in the area. Yes, so hopefully we'll see you there too. And if you would like to buy tickets or for more information, you can visit our link tree, which is in the show notes. And we hope to see you there. And remember... There's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. (laughs) Plus, if you come, you get to meet us and hear that live. And we are back. So welcome back, everybody. Uh, We are going to continue to talk about Dr. John Fian. Now, his confession... He did confess to bewitching a gentleman to fall into fits of lunacy every 24 hours, which sounds like a seizure to me. So maybe unknown seizures, unknown epilepsy, something like that. Um, This man appeared before King James in his chambers on December 24th, 1590, Christmas Eve. And Christmas present. Right? Uh, Merry Christmas. And was supposedly bewitched on site by Dr. Fian. So I don't know how this arrangement happened, but the man that Dr. Fian supposedly, like, could willingly put into fits of lunacy was put before and came before King James. And then Dr. Fian, for some reason, while on trial for being a sorcerer, decided to, yes, I will prove without a shadow of a doubt that I am a sorcerer and put this man into fits of lunacy so it's weird because you hear it just the way it's talked about king james like wants people to do witchcraft in front of him like he wants to see it he's like enamored by it but then he like kills them after so like i don't know why these people do it so it's something's being lost in translation in in the history books maybe or it seems so weird to me that these people are just willing to prove him right because they're gonna kill them like he's gonna kill them so i don't understand but this guy sucked. <laughs> King James, yeah, he's not the greatest. Um, now, Dr. Fian caused this man to be in a hysterical fit for an entire hour of screaming, contorting, and jumping high enough to touch the ceiling. After it was over, the man said he remembered nothing as if he had fallen asleep. So, he was bewitched. Now, during his trial, Dr. Fian confessed to making a pact with Satan but promised to renounce him and turn to Christianity. Hmm. The next morning, the devil appeared to him, dressed in black with a white wand, demanding that Dr. Fian continue his service. He renounced him, saying, this is a quote, Avoided Satan, avoided, for I have listened too much to thee, and by the same thou hast undone me, in respect whereof I utterly forsake you. End quote. To which the devil replied, That once ere thou die, thou shall be mine. The devil then broke his white wand and vanished. Dr. Fian was given a chance to live a Christian life. They believed him. They gave him a shot. But that exact night that they gave him a chance and they were going to let him out, he stole a key to his cell and escaped. And then he was eventually captured and tortured. So didn't think that one through, did he? Uh, you, could, you probably should have just let them, like let you out unless maybe that wasn't part of the deal of you like renouncing satan and becoming a christian but i feel like if you could have convinced them that you were going to be a christian you should have been like yeah i'll be a christian let me out of the cell and then they let you out and then you run away so that might have been a better you know order of operations there now dr fian's death and torture you're making a face did you want to say something first (laughs) so you know sometimes you have an instant reaction and then uh and you listen and you really let it marinate and it's there's this is stupid five ways to Sunday. <laughs> I uh, know. I uh, 
Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Why is it okay to torture somebody in the name of God? Where did that come from? I guess I don't maybe know. just the advocate. Yeah, it was probably the advocating in the Old Testament where all the genocide came from, you know, mm, and yeah. that convenient word that was in the King James translation. Oh, God says you'll inherit this city. Inherit, yes, after you brutally murder every man, woman, and child. Because then it's like finding an empty city. So yeah. might as well just live there, I guess. Yeah, fabulous. <laughs> so, uh, now his death and torture, Dr. Fian. His fingernails were forcibly extracted. Then he had iron pins stuck into his nail beds. They always did that. They always the nails. Did. They always go for the nails. Yeah, they always go for the nails. Because it's really sensitive and, you know, it's just not great. <sighs> man, this is... <laughs> oh, man, I'd haunt the crap out of these people. <laughs> oh, yeah. Now, uh, if you want to know what pillywinks are, we did mention them with the first person. They are thumb screws that slowly crush your fingers and toes. Oh, yeah, I've seen that before. Yeah, it's super fun. It's, it's pretty brutal. We should definitely post pictures in like the Facebook group and be like, look at all these fun torture devices. Um, now, the boot. Let's guess what that one does. The boot. The boot. Not getting the boot, but, well, technically getting the boot, but different kind of thing. The boot crushed. Uh, uh, blah, excuse me, starting over. Delivered crushing injuries to the foot and or leg. There was the Spanish boot, the Malay boot, and Dr. Fien's feet were crushed so small that they were unusable. Uh, so they hobbled this poor man. Yes, uh. they did. How horrible is that? Uh, these people are scumbags. I know, and... I don't, uh, again, and you know, in these papers, when people are writing like quotes from people and they're, they're writing what happened during these trials, there's absolutely like, I mean, you can like, again, look at records and primary sources, but I always like have this conspiracy that anyone can write anything about anyone. So what if Dr. Fian never said any of the things they said he said, and he was just some random dude that they hated like, See, it's a very big possibility. And that just goes to show you why, like, these comparisons, like, exist, like, nowadays in regards to to uh, civil discourse, law, and politics. It's like, literally all you have to do is say in a very loud and ignorant way that somebody did something, and it doesn't, it doesn't matter if it's true or not. And then that prevents people who actually tell the truth from getting their story out mm-hmm. the next time. Mm-hmm. It's very annoying. And it's very, it's, and unfortunately, it's like we're getting, and that, that was Europe. It was like the guilty till proven innocent sort of thing, where mm-hmm. as America was supposed to be innocent till proven guilty. And now we're seeing an, another way. And I'm not trying to get too political talking about these things, mm-hmm. friends, but this is why, you know, you, you get the, why certain people are, I think, very afraid nowadays of a lot of things. Yeah. And I'm speaking very general, uh, because it's a general idea to keep in mind, because watch out, it might be you. So don't get, don't fall too down the rabbit hole, huh? Mm. Uh, now if you know uh, now apparently he was pretty brave he expressed no pain during his torture so it was reported Uh, then he was taken to castle of course they have to take the humanity out of him because you know because working with magic makes you less human not more right Mm. he was taken to castle hill in Edinburgh, placed in a cart 
strangled and burnt to death on January 27th, 1591. So that is how he ultimately met his end. Uh, And if you are curious, the cost of his execution was five pounds and change. It only cost five pounds. Fun, fun, fun. Yeah, apparently it was. Uh, Well, yeah, it's more expensive now. I mean, besides literally being more than five pounds, uh, it actually, um, I mean, well, no, because it costs, wait, does it cost more, it costs more to kill someone than keep them in prison, right? Uh, nowadays, yeah, because death row is, um, death row is this whole, it doesn't go through. It's just, look, bureaucracy is, it's really interesting. Bureaucracy is a waste of money, but it protects money and economics is an interesting thing. And it is. Bureaucracy in that regard is a giant waste of money. So, um. make things so, oh, like, oh. But that's the thing. It's like humane execution, like. That's a funny oxymoron. Yeah, they, they act like it's this. Like there's a way to have a humane execution. Well, yeah, no. It, it, people act like it's this, like, moral high ground that it's, like, the least morally reprehensible thing to do. Or it's, an, it's a very moral thing to execute people in a way that is deemed humane. Again, that's a total perspective. It's not a fact. It's a perspective. So, you know, so they'll do things like lethal injection, which like cost these particular types of money. You have to have doctors administer it. You can't, you can't execute an unhealthy person. So it's, it's, which is, yeah, that's, that's a law. You can't execute an unhealthy man. You can't execute an unhealthy person. I'm so confused. Yeah. (laughs) You know, so it's, it's really interesting. Well, think of, just remember the George Carlin skit. It's just like, really? Like they're, they're worried why are they sterilizing the area that the lethal injection is going into? Yeah. Why are we? That's like it's way. It's just hilarious. It's just I don't know. Why are you even giving them a lethal injection? Just like give him an air. If you're gonna use the needle, just give him an air embolism and inject like air into his body. Ooh, like what? It, it's gonna be the same thing. Like what's going? I don't get it. So yeah, I don't know, man. Just. Uh, y'all just just watch the execution skit by George Carlin. It was fantastic, you know. Like just the the guillotine really like it it, it got things done. It was it was. I mean, technically, it's the most humane form of execution. So it was the advertisement when it came out. Um, it's humane enough, but it also gets the point across. Well, I mean, if you have to kill someone, I guess. You ever wonder how much the executioner gets paid, or does he just like is he just the sadist that managed to score the dream job of a lifetime? Ooh, I don't know. Um, probably a little bit of both. And this is getting really comical. Now, Perhaps you should continue. <laughs> <laughs> I do know that they had executioners' faces covered so they themselves wouldn't get killed by an angry mob. Um, now, to kind of wrap it up a little bit more about King James, I have mentioned that he is very enchanted, pun intended, about witchcraft or with witchcraft. Uh, King James VI was very concerned with the threat of witchcraft. He studied the subject in depth and published his results in Demonology in 1597. So, about six-ish years after these witch trials, uh, it is a quote-unquote philosophical dissertation on contemporary necromancy and the historical relationships between the various methods of divination used from ancient black magic. Mm. I did pick up a copy of Demonology from Amazon, uh, so I have that, and I would love to do some Patreon episodes with it. Uh, if you guys also want to hear some excerpts from demonology, like we did with Mally's Malvicarum, let me know. I am all for that. Uh, I would love to hear this crockery as well. 
fuck. <laughs> <laughs> now, uh, that kind of about wraps it up for the informational part. So, um, I mean, you know, we'll kind of do a little housekeeping at the end. Uh, we do have SpellCon coming up October 19th. 2 to 11, we have some really awesome people that we have met online and through the podcast that are going to be there. So thank you guys so much for coming. Uh, If you are not able to be there in person, we would love to have you in spirit. No pun intended because it's a haunted bar. Uh, But if you would like to be there in spirit, we appreciate it. I'm going to be posting on social media so you'll kind of feel like you're there hopefully. And then the recording that we have of our live podcast, our first live podcast, is going to be recorded and put up sometime in October so you will actually be able to feel like you're there and listen to what happened. Um, and we are going to do a special episode for SpellCon um, and we are very excited to do that. The Craft Crossroads, our shop is going to be there. We're going to have a raffle. Our Strange Pod family is going to be donating some stuff and also sending some stuff over so we can use it in a raffle and so you can, you know, uh, get some stuff there. I know Obscure Anomalies is going to be selling some of his merch. We're going to have merch. Uh, so that's going to be great. We're excited to have stuff from our Strange Pod family. So thank you guys so much for sending stuff our way so we can share it with uh, our listeners, uh, your listeners, to new people that are going to be there. And uh, thank you to all the vendors and performers that are going to be there. Uh, We also have um, uh, Nicole coming. She is a uh, opera singer, cosplayer, professional mermaid. Nicole Oliva. Yes. Uh, if you could she, guess, she's Italian. <laughs> she will be doing a duet with me during um, my set. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, we wanted to give a little opportunity to showcase her. We really wanted to fit her in for her own slot, but there's, there is no way. There's, there was no way. It's not. Have, it can't. Unfortunately, we are booked solid. But. And I tried because I like her and she does like horror opera, which is the coolest thing ever. Um, We're going to try to promote more of her uh, things as time goes on. But mm-hmm. yeah, you should check her out. Nicole Oliva. And she's on the Instagram page, so you can find her that way. Uh, she's a local artist from Long Island, um, and we are really excited to have her. So thanks for joining us at the last minute. Thanks for working with us. Uh, and it seems as though we have a full day as for next year already, uh, but let's not count our chickens before they hatch, and let's just enjoy this upcoming spell con. Um, and I know what we will. Uh, I'm excited for our workshop um, where you get to decorate and create your own Halloween decoration. I love our uh, tarot readings that we're going to have and artists and uh, musicians and uh, the, you know, Black Sam Bellamy band. And uh, Brian uh, is going to be doing some original ghost storytelling for us. And don't forget Stefano Andreotti, the international vocal performer. Yes, yes. We are naming all of the wonderful people that are there. And uh, again, we will have recordings from there. Uh, People will probably be sharing it on their channels as well. Uh, So we have the list up of all the people that are in attendance. So please follow them on social media. Uh, Keep up with them for what they're doing. I know people are making some special... uh, Art and some special goodies for SpellCon. So you'll get some different and original and new items from certain shops because they're making it just for SpellCon. So if you can come to SpellCon, definitely try. um, Get some of these new pieces, get some new art, get some new jewelry and all these things. Um, And also we hope that you really enjoy it and that we are able to expand this and continue it next year and make this an annual thing. Uh, That is a big goal. And 
We also have our link tree. So I put that in the show notes. That's a link tree to uh, tickets for SmellCon, to our Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Uh, you can join our Facebook group. It's Spellcast Podcast. Uh, you do have to answer a few questions. And um, I I ask that you do answer them because that's how I determine people I know versus people I don't. So if you haven't introduced yourself to me, I might think that you're just someone that wants to get in and, you know, doesn't really have good intentions. So try to answer the questions or send me a message about it and be like, hey, I couldn't or it didn't work. And, uh, you know, hey, I'm a listener and it's fine. Um, you can follow us on all the social media. Uh, keep up to date with, you know, the podcast, uh, Season of the Witch. Um, you can also see when we are doing uh, local events, uh, when we're reading at parties. We do tarot readings for parties. We do personal readings um and you can do it online or in person you can book us i have that information up on our instagram and facebook uh we also go through witchy page on facebook to book any readings so please visit that to schedule a reading uh it goes right into my schedule and this way i can fit you in and make sure that i give you the attention you deserve and andrielle can as well um so if you would like a tarot reading from us or pendulum reading please do that we also um are involved in reiki uh, and, and Andrielle can help with Reiki healing grids. So if that's something that you're interested in as well. And we, um, do rituals and spellcraft for hire. We're witches for hire. Witches so. for hire would not a very, yeah, in a good way. Um, and so, yes. And actually we are going to have, uh, a new segment, a new column, uh, on the strange, um, the straight up strange like production site. Uh, if you go to straightupstrange.com, uh, you know, you can see our production company and we are actually going to be having a column called Ask a Witch. So it's going to be like a Dear Jane column and advice column. You can email witchypage at gmail.com with all of your questions that you would have ever had for a witch. You can remain anonymous. You can let us know your name. Uh, you can come up with a fun little name, a pseudonym for like when they do the Dear Jane stuff. You can say, uh, you know, sincerely concerned, con- sincerely intrigued, whatever you like. Uh, And we're excited to start that new column as well. So thank you, Straight Up Strange family, for giving us that suggestion. And, um, you know, and thank you for our listeners that are going to be interested in hearing that. So uh, you can be a part of that as well. Uh, Yeah, and the link tree pretty much has everything. Uh, The show notes will have more information. And please join the group and follow our socials because then I will be putting up pictures that go along with our whole season of The Witch because we're going to have torture devices. We're going to have pictures of the um, accused and, you know, any other pictures I can find, uh, that associate with our witch trials will go up there. So you can have a little bit of a visual to go along with the story. Um, so we hope that you enjoyed this episode and the first time we are covering a, um, a witch trial, uh, here on Witch History Month and the season of the witch. Uh, and remember, there's a little witch in all of us. And the spirits live in the mirror. <laughs>